This is a HeadGum Podcast. In 86, Anna Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. Now it's time for Babysitter's Club. Tanner, something feels a little different today. Something does feel a little different. There's an echoiness. Uh-huh. There's a there's a certain low fidelity yeah. to our audio. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm feeling much more connected to you. I feel like our interface is so much more raw oh, and that's, powerful. That's a, that's a nice way of saying that. It feels like our energies have aligned in a way that, that hasn't been true in a while. Tanner, what is the opposite of... Are you familiar with the musical My Fair Lady? No. Yes, you are. Don't absolutely not. Tell me you're not. I'm not. Well, there's a song in that. That's the one where it's like she's a fair how lady. How many minutes? I didn't say minutes in a year. No. Five thousand eighty-five thousand six hundred minutes. No, it's not. Five thousand six hundred <sighs> moments in time. That one? No, and you know that. I know that. That's rent. <laughs> <laughs> I think that there is this song in that musical that is called "I've Grown." accustomed to her face mm. i was gonna ask you what's the opposite of that i've grown unaccustomed to I've, i i feel but no come on <laughs> i i feel confused and surprised by this face you and i I'm are not, here okay this is the longest in this moment this is the longest lead up to saying that we are physically present together you were here in this moment with me that you could imagine me quickly oh wait are you googling something because let's not baby nation what we're trying to tell you is something that could not possibly matter to you normally when we record this podcast we're not physically present with one another and yet now i'm having the experience of though our bodies are in the same space it still feels like we're not physically present with one another because Tanner has taken the opportunity to check his computer for something. Jack. Yeah. You were here in my Brooklyn apartment with me. You were here for work. You're in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. You live in Austin, Texas. You moved there nine months ago, okay. a year ago. Mm-hmm. Does that sound about right? That's about right. You abandoned us. Mm-hmm. We record this podcast over Skype now, but here you are in my little Brooklyn apartment our echoey Brooklyn apartment with my beautiful 14-foot ceilings, and I am falling even more in love with you. Wow. Okay. Um, I'm letting go of all I've held onto. Okay. I'm standing here, Jack. Stuck in a moment? Until you make me move. Uh Uh-huh. I'm hanging by a moment here with you. That is beautiful. Yeah. Um, And let me say something to you, Tanner. In response to that beautiful and heartfelt and obviously extemporaneous expression of your feelings for me, <laughs> that you know what this makes me feel like? It makes me feel like we're not we're not just in your house here. No, we are. We are. We're not just in. You're your sitting house. in the kitchen. We've got a blanket behind you and some. We're not carton baffling. Just in your house. We are sharing our lives together in this house. In some ways. You and I are in a life house. We are living in this life house mm-hmm. together. Yeah. And we're also, <laughs> we have a book, Baby Nation, good news. There's a book, bad news. There's a band called Lifehouse. They sang that song. It's out there. It's a beautiful song. Tanner brought it back. Yep. I recognized it. We're all stuck in that moment. We're all hanging in that moment. Good news. There's a... A lady. Her name is Anne M. Martin. She wrote a series of books. We are here to talk about that. And we're here face to face, interfacing for the first time in months, Baby Nation. We're here face to face, face to face, living in this moment, hanging by a moment here with you, Baby Nation. And you, Jack. And I, Jack Shepard. And me, Tanner Greenring. Hi, hi. And welcome to the Babysitter's Club. 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 We can do that seamlessly Uh, now because we're face-to-face hanging in a moment, Jack. Uh, It feels great. A podcast about the Babysitter's Club. Tanner, introduce yourself. And me, Tanner Greenring. That's a weird way of doing that, but that was your moment to do it. I'm Jack Shepard, your co-host for the night, for the evening of entertainment. 
And our podcast that I, Jack Shepard, and what, and me... And, and, and me, Tanner Greenring. Oh, that's perfect. And I'm Tanner okay. Greenring. All right, you had, your, you had your moment. Our podcast... Hanging by a moment. Okay. Here with you, Ah, oh, boy, Jack. I hate that we've started this out on <laughs> a uh, Lifehouse jag. It's going to be a Lifehouse-heavy episode, Baby Nation. If mm-hmm. you're not into that, I suggest you duck out now while you still can. Yep. Currently Googling Lifehouse <laughs> biggest hits. Can I get through the intro, Tanner? Can I please get through the intro? It's a podcast. It's you Tanner. Oh, no, no, no. That's a good song. You know that one? It's a podcast wherein we discuss. Oh, Jesus Sorry, it's an Applebee's ad. God. It's playing an Applebee's ad real quick. You don't need to shout. Just can you turn it off? It only has four seconds left. Let's try to skip this ad. It didn't let me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to pivot my mic around. No, please don't. I want to... No. Okay. Anyway, Baby Nation, it's going to be a Lifehouse-heavy episode. A podcast... In which we discuss the classic novels of The Princess of the Prince of Town, St. Annabelle, Matthews Martin, Stormborn, Soul Skinner, Mother of Clocks, and Bane to Bats. She is, as you will doubtless know, the first of her name and the last of her kind and the last hope for humankind. This week, believe it or not, Baby Nation, we actually read a book and we intend to discuss it. The name was written by... Let me just fucking... Anne M. Martin and Ellen Miles... Tales per hour. This week, we read a book, and it was so close. It's called Claudia Kishi, Middle School Dropout. And it was written by... Ellen Miles! Tales per hour. Ellen Miles, what's that? Tales per hour? Yeah. What's that? Do you know Sonic the Hedgehog? Yeah. He has a sidekick called Tails. Yep, I'm familiar. Tails' full name is Miles. Okay. And his nickname is Tails, and his last name is Prower. Miles Prower. And his nickname is Tails. Oh, that's very funny. Yeah. I think Ellen is related. I assume so. This was such a fantastic book. I was shocked. I, normally, when I read these books, I dive in, mm-hmm. and I refuse to look in the back of the book to see who it was. Me as well. And I'm very, very good. I have a very high degree of accuracy in guessing who the ghostwriter was. I do, too, and I think I know where you're headed. This week, this one I, I couldn't, couldn't tell. It was it was it was a puzzle. It was different. It was it, a puzzle box. It felt different. It wasn't like any other book we've read recently. I knew it wasn't a peep book. I knew pretty quickly that it wasn't a peep book. And that's not a slight on Miles. Right. Like, I'm sorry, Miles Tales per hour. It's really difficult to capture that Pete essence. Yeah. But it also didn't quite feel like a, a Wayne book. No. It didn't quite feel like a entity book. Yeah. I was it definitely not fell. having a fact attack. No, absolutely not. No. I was having a... I was having Miles of Smiles this week. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I wish I had a thing now. Fuck. <laughs> I was falling into piles of miles. <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of <laughs> less nice. <so. laughs> it's the first thing I could come up with. Well, that's now it's now it's forever etched in everyone's memories. Tanner fell into piles of miles. Yeah, and Jack Tanner was came down what with did miles. You, smile, mile, smiles for miles. Having, miles. Smiles for miles with Ellen Miles this week. We know very little about her. Should we look her up? Oh, all around me are familiar faces. Jack is googling right in front of me. <laughs> He is Googling Ellen Miles to see if she's related to Tails Miles per hour. Should I allow this um, Adobe Flash Macromedia file? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are you, you sure? on her website? I'm on her website. <laughs> oh, holy shit. Her website is dope. If you allow the, uh, the Macromedia Flash. I'm going to it. I'm going to it. One of the things that's very good is it's just a doggy bone, and then from behind the doggy bone, Ellen Miles. Ellen Miles baby Nation. rises 
like a phoenix from the ashes so out a- behind the doggy bone holding this Cerberus-like creature, this three-headed dog. Now, it's funny that Ellen Miles is the one whose motif is dog-themed, given that we suspect that Nola Thacker is a sentient dog. Well, who knows? I mean, But Ellen here on her website has a puppy place, she has a kitty corner, she has video, she has about, that? and she has games. I'm going to hit games. Are you catching that picture, though, of her holding <gasps> this Cerberus? This is scary. What? She has a game section, and there's four subsections within it. Dress up buddy, which I assume means buddy Barrett. Hangman. Mm, that's worrying. The puppy plays trivia and name that breed. Wow. Oh, she writes about dogs a lot, Jack. <laughs> Ellen Miles has a whole series called The Puppy Place, where she just writes about different breeds of dogs. Maybe she's Nola Thacker's official biographer. You think so? What do we got? This is the MIDI playing on her website? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Ellen Miles' website, Baby Nation, is, is maybe the best website on the internet. I think it's the best website that I have ever been to in my life. She has two series of books, The Puppy Place and The Kitty Corner. Ugh. I wish she wrote more Babysitter's Club books. Miles of Smiles with Ellen Miles. All right, let's get back to the text here, Tanner. That was a very nice little I've fallen peak. into a pile of miles. It's piles just, of miles. Your one is bad. Because piles is like a diarrhea disease, right? Piles is like a, it's like a skin problem, I think. Mm. It's a it's a diarrhea disease. It's a diarrhea disease. Yeah, so to say that you've fallen into piles of miles of miles is probably not super nice. But I'm having smiles for miles. Yeah, and I've fallen into a piles of miles. Okay. At least one of us is having a nice time. Tanner, let's talk about her in relation to this text. I thought she did a very competent job no, this week. No, it's more than that. Okay. It's more than that this week. She I, we haven't seen the, uh, Baby Nation. There's a reason that we're excited to be talking about Ellen Miles. We haven't heard from her in decades. No, yeah, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. We thought she had been consigned to maybe occasionally writing a mystery uh, or just doing her own fucking thing. But instead, they bring her back for this book, which is in some ways the pivotal book of the series. And. A thing that Ellen Miles does that I'm realizing that even the great sweet Peter Larangis is lacking. Yeah. She sees into the heart of things. She has this vision. She has this sense. Tanner's uh, baby nation. Tanner's pointing at his cat. She's so cute. She's such a cutie. She's confused by why. I wasn't asking you. She's confused by all the sound baffling in the kitchen. And she's also confused why we're hanging out. Out here. Okay. Can I? Shall I remind both of you why that is? It's because we're here to talk about this novel. Look, here she comes. <laughs> it's an, Jeff, look at her. She's such a cutie. You like her. I like your. I'm not. Tanner. Ellen Miles sees to the heart of things. Mm. And she was brought back in this book as a fixer, right? In the last novel that we read, the whole BSC fell apart. Agree. It's the greatest crisis that has ever faced our beautiful babysitters club agree they can't bring in pete to do his like his jokes and like paper over this crisis with comedy they brought in pete to deal with the crisis right but now they need someone a little less oh, oh no. my baby it's oh my baby no let's not did you hear her, baby Nation? i hear your cat <laughs> she wants up <laughs> pete handled the crisis moment but the cleanup he would be a little too i think he would be a little too f- flippant about it you know she she has this depth of understanding like we're hurting right now we're in crisis mode we're recovering we're all like we're wounded beings all of us and ellen is the only person the only ghostwriter in the stable who was capable of like holding our hand and nurturing us through this through process. this difficult time and, and healing the club as well let me read you this passage she's an artist like claudia I did, says Claudia, pick out the sedimentary rock just by luck. I was checking out the gorgeous rust and brown and cream-colored layers in this one huge hunk of stone when I realized Miss Griswold was standing behind me. Good, Claudia, she said. You picked out the best example of a sedimentary rock. I smiled. I couldn't have cared less what it was called. I just knew it was made up of colors that were so harmonious that only nature could have put them together. That's the kind of blending I aim for in my artwork. Mm. And that is the kind of blending that Ellen Miles aims for in her approach to these characters. It's not how Pete does it. It's not how Nola does it. She sees to the heart of things. She sees the 
colors behind them. She sees the thing in itself, the ding on seek, if you will. Oh, good. French? German. German. Kant. Kant. Ding on seek. Ding on seek. Thing in itself. She takes us in this novel, which we're going to describe for you very soon. Mm-hmm. Maybe. From maybe definitely from a maybe. I feel like you're sassing me a little more. Maybe just because I'm fucking physically present. I sass you even when you're not here. <laughs> Fine. Let's stop talking about Ellen Miles. I'm swimming in piles of miles. I've got smiles for miles. Yeah. Anyway, I was thinking maybe we could uh, describe this novel, Tanner. We can go back and talk more about Ellen Miles. I feel like there's... Being presented with a new ghostwriter or being presented with a ghostwriter that we haven't seen in a long time is a gift beyond recognition. Yeah, there's miles for miles. Miles for miles now. Okay. You get it? That's kind of a playoff of your pun. Yeah. We can talk about miles for miles. Yep. Good. But... But... I think it's important that we describe this novel. Me as well. I think that's important. Okay. Me as well isn't a great way of saying that, though. Yeah. You're an audio professional. You're yeah. a broadcaster. I, too. You want to take an- another run at it? <laughs> feel like that's important. I was thinking we should describe this novel, Tanner, and I was I was thinking that I would begin, and then uh, you would follow my lead. Oh, no. What do you mean? I don't think we'll be doing that tonight. I'm pretty certain we will. No, I'm not interested. I'm fairly certain that's what's going to happen. I'm not interested. Okay, well, it's a bummer for you that you're not interested because it's A, what I'm going to do, B, what you're going to do, C, what everyone's going to hear. So you might want to try to get on board. Otherwise, you're going to look like a fucking asshole. We'll see what happens. Okay, fine. You go first. Okay. And then we'll play it by ear. Okay, fine. And then I'm going to go first, and then you're going to read the thing. I'm going to start. Read what thing? You read your description that you've written, right? I didn't write it. What do you mean you didn't write it? I just it? do it off the dome every week. Wait, you do those You do those off the top of your head? That's not a gift that I am. Are you fucking kidding me? Baby right. Nation, new listeners, you want to know what I'm talking about? People who have been around for a while? Yeah. I just learned here, live, and I'm looking Tanner in the eyes, and it looks like he's not lying to me. I can tell. I, when I look in someone's eyes, oh, I'm, ooh, he's looking me in the eyes, too, and it's a little bit much. He cracked a beer there, so this is going to pick up. It's a LaCroix. LaCroix. I can tell and I can reveal to you now for the first time that those 60-second descriptions yep. of the book that Tanner yep. does every yep. week, yep. Yep. not scripted. Not scripted. I just do those right off the dome. Off the dome. Wow. What a talent. Yeah. Okay. Same. I know it seems rehearsed. It seems like I, I know what I'm doing. I'm very comfortable in that moment. Yeah. But no, that's that's improv. Yeah. Well, same for me. No. No. What do you mean no? You have one, two, three. Three screens pointed at you like Batman's like <laughs> infosphere, seeing every possible angle on this book right now. I'm going to describe this novel right now off the top of my head. Cue the music. Done. It's cued. Claudia Kishi is many things to many people. To her parents, she is a devoted daughter, an independent spirit and an integral part of their close-knit family. To her friends, she is a constant support, a creative force, an endless source of light and love and inspiration. And to her community, she is an artist. (laughs) It's not funny. It is funny. It's not funny. Because it's one of your dumb three screens. It's not funny. It's a little funny. She is an artist, an innovator, A teacher. Claudia Kishi is many things to many people, but she is about to become something that no one in her life could ever have predicted. She is about to become something that nothing she's ever done could possibly have prepared her for. Claudia Kishi is many things to many people, but even in her wildest dreams, she never once imagined that she would be a failure. Claudia Kishi, middle school, dropout. Dropout. Yeah. Nope. I I read it too. I, I know. No, nope, I say it with I say it without you talking over me though. Middle school, dropout. Yeah. No, you. I know you didn't say it, but you kind of. I I know this is an audio medium, but yeah. you said it Very along quietly. with me. You yeah, mouthed yeah. it. So just yeah. stay quiet while I say it, so I can have this moment. Yeah, I'll probably do it again. Claudia Kishi. <laughs> Claudia Kishi. It's, he's nodding along. I'm gonna, I'm gonna block 
block yeah. you out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cl- I've, I've covered my eyes, yep. so I can just say I can get a clean read of this. Yep. Claudia Kishi, middle school. You said something into the mic, didn't you? No. Could just keep, <laughs> just let me say it. Yeah. Let me say it. Yep. Claudia Kishi. You're. I can I'm fucking not, hear I'm you. I'm not saying anything. I can hear you. I'm not. Claudia Kishi. Just let me say it. Claudia Kishi, middle school Let's dropout. Middle so school. That's done. Should I do mine now or drop out? <laughs> What's going on? My wife is texting me. <laughs> All right, I'll move it. What I want Tanner now to happen is for you to describe mm-hmm. this book. And before you do, I would like to tell you. Do you think we need to do it twice? Yes, we must. And you think that's important? Can I give you a little pep talk here, my man? Yeah. Listen to me. Pep me up. Pep me up. Pep me up. Okay. Yeah. I've never told you this before, but I am hanging on every word you're saying. Ugh. Even if you don't want to speak tonight. Uh-huh. That's all right. Uh-huh. All right with me. Uh-huh. I want nothing more, Tanner, than to sit outside your door and listen to you breathing. Mm, that's <laughs> Now it's scary. That, Tanner, is where I want to be. Is that a life house song? Uh-huh. <laughs> They're kind of creeps a little bit. <laughs> you don't realize it until you're just reading their lyrics, but it's a little. That's a good one. Yeah. What is that? You and me? No, that's breathing. That's breathing. I am hanging on every word. Oh, you this say. is that weird life house song that no one knows. Even if you don't want to speak tonight, that's all right. All, all right, right with me. Yeah, no one's heard that song. <laughs> Okay, well, you've heard but it here. it's you. Okay, no, 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 no. This is not an excuse to sing more Lifehouse. Tanner, I'm about to hit start on this big bad clock that I have. This During the 60 seconds that I put on this yeah, clock, you must and will describe this novel. Are you ready, sir? Yes. Get it in your head, man. Stop looking at the fucking Google. Oh! He's looking at the book. He's trying to... <laughs> He's got this baby nation. I wish this weren't an audio medium because the wounded expression on Tanner's face as he showed me that he is looking at the he's pulled up his notes, his painstakingly written notes from the book that he read. I have it in full screen, so nothing is distracting me from the book. All right. From the text, from my notes. Okay. Here's what I want, Tanner. I'm gonna I'm put sixty to go. seconds on this big bad clock. During that time... Was there a B-plot? I am going me. to do remind nothing... Remind me, was there a B-plot? Hospital buddies. Okay. I am going to do nothing during that time but listen to you breathing. And if you have nothing to say, that's all right, all, all right, right with, with me. me. Tanner, 60 seconds, begin. Right now, what happened in this novel? Claudia Kishi is struggling in school. She is failing math tests and having difficulty keeping up with all of her other classwork... She tells her parents, and they hire her a tutor from Janine's college class, a freshman girl called Rosa, who does her best to teach her, but Claudia cannot get ahead. She is lacking the fundamentals that she should have learned in seventh grade. Mr. Kingsbridge, her teacher, after a failed math test, decides to hold her back. So now Claudia is in the seventh grade again, and she is humiliated by that. Meanwhile, Jackie Rodowski is still in the hospital, and Christy and gang go to visit him, and they find that, oh God, all the kids there are depressed, so they do this Halloween hospital buddies thing where they send candy from trick-or-treating to the kids. Claudia is in seventh grade now, and she's doing much better, and she takes an art class. And time. The art class is very important. That's the real B-plot. It's not the B-plot, it's the A-plot. And time. It's kind of the A. Claudia gets kicked down to seventh grade. Uh, it's tough for anybody who reads this. It's very tough for Claudia. Now, a second ago, did you say and time twice? No. You did? No, I don't think so. No, you did. You said and time, and then you said and time. Really? Yeah. That's weird. Now, are you running on two different clocks? Am I not getting a fair shake? What do you mean? Am I not getting a fair shake? Should I be able to go again now? It seems like you're going off two different clocks because you said and time twice. What do you mean? I don't know. I'm not sure what you're talking about. You said and time the, the art school plot is really important. And then a few seconds later, you said, and time. I think because you kept talking, I was repeating the first and time a second time. So that it seems you like you're going off two different clocks. I'm and not, I don't think I'm getting I often shake. give you a little bit more than a minute because it takes you a little bit more than a minute to and get And because we stuff. cut out some of the ums and ahs. Mm. That's a little peek behind the <laughs> iron curtain. Tanner, 
the art show is an important part of the A plot, although Claudia has massive difficulties and we all have difficulties watching her struggle. It's the sub A plot. She is rewarded for her real talent, which is art, by going to an exclusive class that is taught by a woman named Sabrina. Bouvier. Now she's 40. Taught by a woman (laughs) named Serena McKay. Uh Uh-huh. Um, who is a, a great artist uh, in Connecticut. And a, um, and a two-time held backer yeah. in primary school. Right. And even though Claudia is the only eighth grader in the class, most of the people in the class are old, who, uh, whose dreams have died and been forgotten. Right. Uh, people looking for something to do on a Claudia, yeah. They're, they're there to their lives be single empty. and ready to mingle. Like, they're on their, like, third divorce. Yeah. They yeah. like they have a kid at home and they just can't fucking stand it. And it's like you come home every day and and Robert immediately goes down to his den. Yeah. And what's he doing down there? He I calls don't know. it his man cave. Ugh. It feels more and more like a cave every fucking time. And the kids, man, the kids, they're just like little banshees. You thought they would bring you joy, right? You thought they would at least bring some stability. It's like Robert and I are not doing well, but like Maybe if we have kids, we'll we'll rekindle something that was there, but like... It seems to have made it worse. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. And maybe, like, 20 years ago, like, I was okay at art. I could yeah. draw, I could paint. Yeah, that was before I took that fucking job at Arby's. And it would be great to just kind of, like, get back into that a little bit. Express my creativity a little bit. And there's this class at Stony Brook Community College. Yeah. By the the fairly like gifted and talented and well well loved Serena McKay. Serena McKay. She's half my age, but and I don't really understand what she's doing with this abstract expressionism. And there are like literal thirteen year olds in this class. Oh, and there's a fucking eighth grader, seventh grader, this fucking eighth grader who during the course of our tutelage was demoted to seventh grade, and she wins the fucking first prize? But she's prize? really gifted. Uh, her art is good. It's she's better incredibly than good at art. Anything. And I'm, like, jealous. I'm angry about it, but, like, I don't know what to... I don't know how to process these feelings. Like, I came to this class to escape my conflicted emotions, you know? Yeah. But now, like, now this fucking worse. eighth grader is showing me up? Now, what I've realized is Someone that, who could be my daughter. Yeah. That's how old she is. And she, her talent exceeds anything that I could ever accomplish. I come home every day and I show Robert my art. And he's just like... I invited... I invite he a, shrugs. He just shrugs. He's like, huh? Eh. I mean, I'll be in my den. Yeah. Sorry, the game is on. Yeah. Ru- fucking dra- dragged him and the kids screaming to the art show to see who won. The blue ribbon. Guess, guess who's painting the blue ribbon is over. It's that 13-year-old. It's the fucking 13-year-old. <sighs> well... This is my life. Yeah, this is our life. Anyway, yeah. um, so anyway, that's the that's the, the kind that's of the B plot. A, that's a, that's that's a sub A plot. Sub A plot. Do you want to talk about the disturbance in the time stream? Oh, you mean this entire book? Yeah, this entire book is a disturbance in the time stream. Baby Nation, the Halloween dance. It's not the hop. The but it's not the hop. It's not the Halloween hop. But it is. If you will recall, a very important it's a waypoint waypoint in these books is this Halloween dance. And this year it's been rebranded from the Halloween hop to the Halloween dance. Yeah. So something's happened, right? That's a disturbance. We know that the Halloween hop is something that these girls, every year they repeat the eighth grade. Dance? I asked. The Halloween dance, she explained. You know, the one they announced this morning. Oh, right. How could I have forgotten? The announcement had been made during homeroom. While I was in the middle of trying desperately to finish homework for three different classes, I guess my mind had been elsewhere. Good question, I said. We'll have to come up with some awesome costumes. Do you have any ideas? The Halloween hop is back, and Claudia failed to even notice that it was here. It's the beginning of the eighth grade once again. Once again. We're back at the Halloween hop, which we know from previous episodes is... A waypoint, one of these moments in time where all of the multiple universes of the Babysitter's Club come together. One of these moments in time where something can happen. 
This is like the midnight hour. That changes their destinies. This yeah. is where it clicks back. Right. It's always a Halloween hop. It's always like we're we're once again in the eighth grade. We're back. We're all living our lives, and then we hit this this waypoint. We hit right. this moment in time. Yeah. And it's always a Halloween hop. But there's something that's something's come unraveled this time because it's Claudia's repeating the eighth grade. But what's happening? She's repeating the eighth grade for the you know who knows the ten thousandth time. Right. Because they just repeat the eighth grade over and over and over. This is our probably tenth or twentieth Halloween hop that we know about right. from reading these books. But that's like it's like in the Groundhog Day movie, right? Where it's like you see ten or twenty iterations of the Groundhog right, but Day, but it's a lot. But it's like it's potentially thousands of years, tens of thousands, right? And so here she is repeating it again. But something there's a hiccup. There's a there's a blip in the time. It's stream. a mutation. There's a it's a mutation exactly. It's not. It's no longer the Halloween hop. Now it's a Halloween dance. It's a Halloween dance. And Claudia doesn't repeat the eighth grade. She repeats the fucking seventh grade. I have a theory about. Why some of this might be. Uh-huh. Why we're seeing some of this trouble in time. And it has to do with a character named Jackie Radowski. <sighs> okay. So it's a, it's a Jackie-heavy book. Last week, Baby Nation. Suddenly, out of nowhere. We haven't heard from Jackie in, in weeks. In fact, we had started to worry before last week that Jackie had been sidelined or potentially had even lost his ability to blip through time, you will know as avid Babysitter's Club club listeners that Jackie Radowski has this unique gift. He is a being outside of time, outside of matter, mm-hmm. who lives out entire lifetimes that relate to his ability to cause chaos and be a quote unquote walking accident. Right. So he will have he will have some kind of accident in the real time of the Babysitters Club universe, but in that time he will live out an entire lifetime because potentially he is he is all beings. And he has come unstuck from time. Right. And we have a segment related to that which I'm going to get to in a minute. But I also want to I feel like this book is a book where we have finally had revealed to us the origins of Jackie Rudowski. You think so? And it explains why this novel, it feels like a scratch on the record, like something went wrong. Mm-hmm. Something like t- the time streams don't feel normal anymore. We're back again at the eighth grade, Halloween hop. First thing that we ever talk about in the new eighth grade. But somehow Claudia is in the seventh grade and the Halloween hop is now the Halloween dance. And Claudia is no longer invited. And Claudia is not fucking invited. She's excluded from this event because she is a seventh grader. Right. But so this goes back to. Hey. Oh. Wait. Oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Jamie Greenring is in the house. Yeah. No, I'd like to. Do you re- want to come on mic? Yeah. Hi. What's going on? Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Cool. There's... Good. Good app. Yeah. I was just just getting my headphones. I, I can go back into the bedroom now. Got a, a lot of green rings interrupting me today. It's really... Happy to help. <laughs> We've got Meg Green Ring, Jamie Green Ring, <laughs> and Tanner, Tanner green, green Ring. ring. Hercules. Come here, buddy. Touch. <laughs> Come here. Um, Look ne- at this. Do you hear this? Can I... Can hey, I s- you hear this snuffing? Can I say something in the Baby Nation? That's Tanner. my pup. Uh, can Hercules I, Green I, Ring. I wonder if I could say something. That's every green ring... In the house that exists in the world. And none of them know the difference between an audio and a video medium. I would say visual. Actually, Jamie probably does. Come on, and he's a dog. Yeah, and Meg's a cat. Oh, okay. Now I'm the asshole. Every green ring has now interrupted this podcast recording. (laughs) Tanner, Jamie, Hercules, Meg. Meg. Good. Anybody else? May I continue? Please. I believe that we have Jackie's origin story here. I would like to read for you, Tanner, two passages. I think this goes back to the last book, which is The Greatest Crisis That We Have Ever Seen, where the seven babysitters were finally split asunder. And it is re-described in this book. They bring in Ellen Miles. They're like, we need the fixer, right? Mm -hmm. We need smiles for Miles. We've had frowns for, give me some, give me a run. Downs, like a horse Football. Oh, I meant like a horse race. Okay, fine. Is that a, a measurement of length? In, a fo- in football, it's kind of... No, 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 fuck you. No, 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 no. Let me say the thing. No, 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 fuck you. No, 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 fuck you. Tanner Googles. I think it might be. 
Okay, great. Let's move on. In, I'd like to move it's on. It's a gently rolling hill. Okay, yeah, I know that. So what was the original context? I'm not telling you. Anyway. Smiles for miles. Frowns for downs. Frowns for downs. Yep. I think it counts. Okay, well, football would have worked too, right? Ship Anchorage. <laughs> You're just in a Wikipedia rabbit. <laughs> oh, what happened? His computer got closed. You're lucky I'm not recording onto it. <laughs> um, That's weird. Your computer got randomly closed. Tanner. Jackie Radowski. Jackie Radowski. Smiles for miles, frowns for downs. No, that's not helpful. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, because it was incidental to what I was actually saying, and that's what you picked up on. Jackie. Here's the thing, Tanner. They bring in Ellen Miles to be the fixer, mm-hmm. right? Because of what happened last week. What happened last week was the first big Jackie Radowski time blip that we've experienced in a long time. Yep. I believe, Tanner, that this blip... Wherein he is trying to save the Babysitter's Club itself from being destroyed. He was a monkey? Is that correct? He was Australopithecus? Australopithecus. Yeah. Last week, Jackie Rudowski had an accident. It is described in this novel. I'm going to describe it now by reading a passage. Now, the BSC breakup didn't really have that much to do with Jackie Radowski, but somehow he came to believe that it was all his fault. He worried and worried and worried about it, and finally he decided to ride his bike over to Christie's, which is quite a trip, and apologize. Unfortunately, he didn't tell his parents where he was going. Even worse, he didn't wear a helmet, and when his bike swerved and hit a tree, Jackie was badly hurt. He was knocked out, and when he came to... He was in the hospital with a lot of concerned doctors looking him over. Luckily, Jackie's going to be fine. I guess he's a tough little kid. But a head injury like that could have been very serious. Tanner, I believe that this is the moment in time where Jackie comes unstuck. This was the moment. He's riding for his life to save the BSC from being broken up. Uh-huh. To save the world. You and think this is the moment he becomes unstuck. Right. Because here's what troubles me, Jack, with that theory. Okay. Is that Jackie is in the hospital, mm-hmm. and he's recovering from this concussion. He's right. been concussed. Right. Something's, something's gone wrong with his brain. Right. And he, the Babysitter's Club and all of the kids of Stony Brook decide to throw him a welcome home, glad you're better event. Mm-hmm. They put up a big banner mm-hmm. that says, Jackie's back, mm-hmm. which is a weird thing to put on a banner. It's weird to convey that in yep. text, but they managed it. And then Jackie comes home to this party at Christie's house, and immediately all the other kids of Stony Brook begin to take on these aspects of Jackie, Huh? this, this, this proclivity towards... Slipping in and out of time. Yes. Right. All the kids start having accidents. Right. And Jackie, and this is, this supports your theory. Jackie doesn't have any accidents this week. Right. But all the other kids do. David Michael drops a ball in the punch bowl. Yeah. Claire spills paint everywhere. Right. Jake Kuhn smashes a window with his softball. Yeah. Can I read through the eight incidents? Okay. Wonderful, said Marianne. I'm just finishing up a banner. Want to help? She led them to the table in the back of the barn where she'd laid out an old bedsheet. Painted on it in huge purple letters were the words, Jackie's back. Cool, said Nikki. Let's put some stars and stuff on there too, said Margot, reaching eagerly for the paintbrush. And in the process, knocking over a pot of yellow paint. Oop, she said. That was accident number one. Uh-oh. It's a real honor to have your team give you a signed ball, said David Michael. He tossed the ball into the air and caught it, tossed it, and caught it, tossed it, and dropped it into the punch bowl. That was accident number two. Yum, said Marianne, taking the plate. Thanks a lot. Hey, how about if you guys just go and um, check on Nikki and Margot? I bet that banner's just about ready to hang up. I'll give them a hand, offered Abby. The third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh accident happened as the group hanging the banner took a tumble off the bench they were standing on except for the bang knee abby and the bruised elbow matt nobody was hurt they just stood there and laughed after they had dusted themselves off accident number eight happened when nikki and jake started tossing a softball around one of jake's throws went wild and shattered a small window oh no cried jake 
I'll help fix it tomorrow. I know how. I fixed a bunch of broken windows in my own house. He was blushing. That's not a thing. It's not a thing. You can't fix windows. How do you fix a window, call Jake? Call it a window repairment. Yeah. yeah. Can you manifest glass? Jake? Yeah. <laughs> He's a glass man. <laughs> That's, those are the eight incidents. Right. In which Jackie Radowski has imparted his accident proneness right. onto the children of Stony Brook. And the sitters. Abby was involved in there, too. Right. In the hanging of the sign. Right. And it makes sense. In this moment, Jackie turns from a boy into... A creature of time. And the ripples from that reverberate. I think it's the opposite. I think Jackie turns from a being, a celestial being outside of time, one one who transverses time, right. into a being who is captured by time. Inside a boy. Yes. I think he goes, I think this is the, the, this is the undoing of Jackie Radowski. So it's either the beginning or the end. They're the same thing, right? That's exactly the point. It's okay, Jake. Marianne reassured him. But I think that's enough indoor softball for today. She shook her head. If this is what happens before the walking disaster arrives, she said to Abby and Christy, I'm not sure I want to be here for what happens for the rest of the party. Hmm. We're done with Jackie, but we're not done with his powers. Here's my worry. Jackie's power crumbling has opened up the time stream. Right. For everyone. Now everyone is, and like, and, and Claudia is going back and she's repeating the seventh grade. They're all aware of what's happening now. Like, it's, it's all starting to like click in a place like, wait, we're all in the eighth grade again? I think that we should see this as the first book in the series. I think that canonically, based on what we know, it's a reset. We should see this book, Claudia Kishi, Middle School Dropout, as the first book in the series. Sure. It's, maybe second, maybe second. Maybe Christie's worst idea. This is the dark timeline. Right. This is the dark timeline. Yeah. Now I'm in the Star yeah. Trek sense of things. Yeah. This is this is the the alternate evil universe where everyone has goatees and everyone makes evil decisions. Right. Now we're here. Book number was it one hundred? Yep. Book number one hundred is Christie's worst idea. Yep. Baby Nation, you could be forgiven, and if you read these books growing up. You can't be expected to understand this or to get this. It's not very clearly laid out. But in terms of temporality, in terms of the actual timeline, the books don't go 1 to 99 and then the next book is 100. The books go book number one, Christie's Great Idea, to 99. Stasis Broken Heart. And then we start again with Christie's Worst Idea, which is a dark timeline yep. that begins at the same time as Christie's great idea. Yep. So this is book two, what yep. we're reading today. Book exactly. two, Claudia Kishi, middle school dropout, which is parallel in many ways with with the book two of the actual book, Claudia and the Phantom Phone Calls, which is obviously a Claudia book as well. Right, exactly. So but now in this timeline, she's not having a fun adventure. Right. Distracted from her schoolwork. Right. In this timeline, the schoolwork is her adventure. Right. And it's this dark, right. and problematic, we, and, and, troubling and, timeline. And Anne and Ellen have signaled that to us by saying it's not, for the first time ever, it's not the Halloween hop. The Halloween dance. Right. And this is the dark timeline. This is the dark timeline where in book hop. two. I feel like our podcast works in waves. I feel like for the beginning, we were talking about the books, and then we entered the factions right uh, milieu mm-hmm. what am i what's the word i'm thinking of i liked era when, i liked when you said milieu milieu could you, could you say it again milieu it's very well said and then we entered the ghostwriters milieu right these are all distinct phases of our show mm-hmm. and i feel like now we are entering into the darkest timeline right we're in book two of it christy's full of bad ideas mm-hmm. claudia is a seventh grader right stacy is single right and that's all we know so far. Jackie Radowski is stuck in time instead of unstuck. Right. It's going to be a wild new world out there. Yeah. We're entering a whole new phase of our, not just of these books, Baby Nation, but of our podcast. Yeah, I'm excited. We're going to have to approach this from a totally new angle. <sighs> it's adversarial now. Yeah. Now they're not our friends. Right. And given that dinner, I would like, oh, so very much to take a break and take a beer. Okay, we're going to take a break and take a beer. Yeah, that's how you say it. (laughs) (laughs) You say goodbye. You say goodbye. (laughs) This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
Hmm. What would I do with an extra hour in my day? Very interesting question, BetterHelp. Hello, everyone. This is Evil Tanner. I'm like regular Tanner, except evil. Our sponsor, BetterHelp, has put a little prompt here in the copy for us. What would you do with an extra hour in your day? My own website, which only exists on the dark web, of course, uh, wetterhelp.com, could use a little help. So I would probably use that hour to do a whole bunch, like just flood Facebook with one like, one prayer. Please go donate to my GoFundMe. I need to bring my website, wetterhelp.com, back from the brink. Betterhelp.com, they feel like there's a little bit of uh, infringement. I said, well, you know, we're on the dark web. You guys are on the surface web. Our whole thing is like, getting people wet who don't want to be wet so it's like stepping in a puddle or like sitting on a bench that's wet that's us like that's what we do share this with a friend one like one prayer i will follow through on the like prayer stuff too i will be praying all night i would use today's sponsor betterhelp.com um of course i can't i am evil tanner i can only use the deep web we do have a deep web version of betterhelp.com um it's called worsehelp.com it's not good but i think betterhelp.com is great from everything i've heard convenient flexible suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist you can switch at any time no additional charge uh go check it out learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. visit betterhelp.com slash bedfellows to get 10 percent off your first month that's betterhelp h-e-l-p.com slash bedfellows see you there well not me but have fun There is, despite this new universe that we exist in, mm-hmm. there is one constant, and that constant is chaos. Chaos? Chaos. Chaos? Chaos? Ca- what are you saying? <laughs> chaos. Chaos. Okay, all right. Because it felt like you were trying to put some spin on it, and it, it, it sounded like you were saying, ca- ca- yeah, so you got you to gotta hit that S. S. Chaos. It is a Halloween hop. It's a it's a palatal. I feel like it's a palatal, and then it moves to the it, it's it's hitting a, and then it moves to the front of the mouth. K all it moves all the way to the front of the mouth. It goes chaos. from the back to the front. Yeah, chaos, chaos. Yeah, goes from a palatal. No, what's the back of the throat called? That's not a palatal. Yeah, well, no. It goes it's from a glottal to a palatal to a. Lingual. A lot of linguistics professors are literally <laughs> turning in their graves right now. <laughs> but what you need to know about chaos is it's an interesting word. And say it, say it with us at home, baby nation. It moves from the back of your throat to the front. <laughs> chaos. Chaos. Goes from back to front. Mr. Schubert, mm-hmm. for example, in a big black cape and fangs, Dracula. Mm-hmm. And Mrs. Hall was dressed as a gypsy, problematic, in a long red skirt. <laughs> And lots of jewelry. Mm-hmm. They had led the parade. Alan Gray, editor's note, Jack, mm-hmm. a being who we are familiar with, you know, as this element of chaos, chaos in the Sitterverse. Mm-hmm. We love Alan Gray here. Alan Gray, the most obnoxious boy in school, was marching near me in a mask, proper noun, costume, green face, yellow suit, and all. Mm-hmm. Jack, do you know anything about the movie? The mask? the mask? Yeah, I'm familiar. Tell me what the plot is. Okay. Jim Carrey plays the titular The Mask. He is a mild-mannered gentleman who's never been much of a success in life. But... Get to the good part. He finds, through his studies in anthropology, a strange green mask. No, he's, he finds a strange wooden mask. Okay, fine. A strange wooden mask. And puts it on his face. And what happens? But he becomes a gregarious... He uh, becomes the avatar of chaos in the mortal realm. Loki, the trickster god of darkness and mischief. Oh, a lot like Alan Gray. Okay, you're not wrong. It's a time of of tumult Mm -hmm. in the Sitterverse. Mm -hmm. But there is one constant, and that constant is... Chaos. Right. And chaos is embodied by Alan Gray. Alan Gray himself. And Alan Gray has decided this week to immerse himself in the garb of chaos. Right. The mask. In our culture, the ultimate symbol. Yeah. In our culture. In our culture, the mask portrayed by Jim Carrey. 
Hey, Tanner, I've just realized something. Yep. You have pulled me too far from this book. No. Too far from the text for us to continue this line of... I'm saying this is a constant, Jack. It's very interesting. Alan Gray decides to depict Jim Carrey's The Mask. Right. A He's being chaos. A pure chaos. Right. This is, and this is what we've entered into. Baby Nation, hold on to us. Alan Gray is our constant. Baby Nation, hold on to us, and we are going to hold on to Alan Gray. Tanner, I'd like to introduce a segment. Please. Baller of the week. Oh, you have a baller of the week this week? Home run. Home run. Jose Canseco. My baller of the week this week, Tanner, is none other than Anna Stevenson. Abby's sister. Abby's, Abby's sister, sister, Anna. They go to the Halloween dance, no longer the ha- Halloween hop. Mm. You say Halloween or Halloween? Halloween. Okay, let's just move on from this that. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Everybody scream for the pumpkin king. Everybody scream for the pumpkin king. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody dresses up as different kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Anna Stevenson this week for the Halloween dance dressed up as Hildegard of Bingen, <laughs> <laughs> who is an 11th century writer, composer, and philosopher, also known as the Sybil of the Rhine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anna Stevenson. For Halloween, dressed up as a female composer from the 11th century. (laughs) And Claudia is like... Even Claudia admits, like... Claudia's like, nobody's going to get this. And Anna's like, whatever. But it's pretty baller. (laughs) Claudia says, like, no one's going to understand what that costume is. But, like, I also think it's pretty baller (laughs) that she did that. It's so fucking good. I looked her up. I don't know much of Hildegard of Bingen. Mm -hmm. But I looked her up. Uh, she had all these fucking... She, like, hung out in the 11th century. She had all these crazy visions. She was sanctified. She became a saint. She was beatified. Do you have more to say about Hildegard? Oh, a lot. <laughs> Can I keep saying it? Yep. When she died, she... Apparently, they saw two streams of light appear in the skies and pass through the room where she was dying. She is a early female composer in the Middle Ages, in the early Middle Ages, but what her claim to fame is is that she wrote a series of sixty-nine musicals. <laughs> Hell yeah! Ow! Yeah, Hildegard. I didn't get to the oh. point I was trying to make that I oh, thought okay. you would like. Yeah, she wrote a series of sixty-nine musical. Covers. Ow! Sixty-nine. I haven't got to the part that you're supposed to react to yet. Oh, okay. She wrote a series of 69 musical compositions. <laughs> I'm, I'm halfway through the sentence. Yeah, yeah. She wrote a series of 69 musical compositions. She wrote a... A, a, a number. A number. A high number of musical compositions known as the Ordo Virtutum, the play of the virtues. Oh, that's what I'm supposed to react to. Yeah, it's a morality play set to music. And how many did she write? 69. Ow! <laughs> yeah, Hildegard. She has a planet named after her. Mm. She has a small planet called 898 Hildegard named after her. Anna is dressed up as Hildegard of Bingen. Of Bingen. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's not the only one. The, the costumes here are interesting this week. Certainly. Because we have reached the Halloween hop slash dance right. once again it's a way because we've reached this moment in time right we fo- have time this... has folded in upon itself again yes and we have this moment of resonance mm-hmm. this this ripple through the universes where the the pike kids are all arguing about what they will dress as mm-hmm. and it's this moment in this book you see this you yeah. see the motion i'm making yeah i it's see this, it it's the, this our listeners piquant. don't it's the you can hear it though He's rubbing his fingers. It's He's rubbing piquant. his fingers together. It's this piquant. It feels relevant. It feels familiar. All of the Pike kids are like, what are we going to dress as this year? Mm-hmm. And this is a moment that has happened in these books before, the Pike kids contemplating what they're going to dress as. Do you see this motion I'm making? I do, but I feel like our listeners it's don't. wide. I'm doing the piquant I'm fingers, and one. I'm doing them with both hands, and I'm doing this big swirly thing. All the universe is collapsing in on all of us. Okay. I and see all the it. Pike kids are, are deciding what they're going to dress as. Pirates. Right. They all dress as pirates. Okay. That's it. 
That's it. Yeah, because it's it's happened before. Here we are. It's all coming out. Oh God, what what is this? The the whole the the whole thing is collapsing in on us. Oh God. And they've been pirates before. I think so. And they're pirates again. I think so. Repeating ourselves. Repeating ourselves. We're still repeating ourselves. But we're in the dark. We're repeating. Our, Claudia is repeating the seventh grade. We're repeating ourselves. We're on book two. Baby Nation, welcome to episode two of the Babysitter's Club Club, a podcast with two guys. One of them's me, Jack. And I'm Tanner Greenery. Great. That worked. I don't love that it worked, but this is the darkest timeline now, and this is what And happens. we're still just kind of feeling our way around here. I'm not even sure this is necessary anymore. Yeah. I almost had one, and I'm willing to retrofit a note into one, and I'm curious if you Baby have Nation. one. I'm hearing a lot of disclaimers right now leading into Hedging. this segment. Hedging. Uh, we're going to press on anyway because some of us definitely did our homework. The segment is a uh, segment I think you'll be familiar with. I think you'll enjoy. <laughs> Can I do the segment? <gasps> <laughs> um, I don't have one. Okay, well, Uncle Jacko's standing by with the burn of the week this week. Only one burn this week. You're getting it from Uncle Jacko. One and a half, because I've got half of a burn. I've got a little, I've got a little, you know what we call it? A pecant. Mm, no, we don't. It's a pecant. We've got a little bit of one. Tanner, I would like to read for you right now my burn of the week that I captured. It's short, it's sweet, it's good. Are you ready? Speak to me with your words. Of power. Oh, you know what's weird? I'm looking at this. This is uncanny. Mm. It is also this the text of the speech that I wrote to marry you to your wife. Huh. Yeah. Because that was very specific to our ceremony. Yeah. But you think it's the same thing. I, I don't remember it. You think it. it's the same text. I'll be honest. I don't remember it all that well. I've right. done a lot of weddings. I've done a lot of wedding speeches since yours. It's been a few years. You're a popular guy. It resonates in a way that makes me feel like... Anyway, all right. I'll just read it. It's Please. also my burn of the week this week. Please. At lunch that day, I sat with the other BSC members. Christy was eating and dissing. That's your cue that it's a burn of the week. The hot lunch, which was supposed to be chicken chow mein over noodles, but looked more like garbage a la barf, <laughs> as she put it. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's at best a weak burn, and you're overreacting to compensate for the fact that you have a weak burn. <laughs> Two, uh, what does this have to do with my... The, no, I'm... I'm the thinking, speech you gave in my wedding? I'm thinking about it now, and it's not It's, it's not, not actually not similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's similar in that I said it. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, I didn't have one. Baby Nation. Wait, wait, no, no, no. Let's dwell on that. Here's mine. Okay. Mr. Kingsbridge looked genuinely sorry as he explained that he couldn't really let me go to the dance. I'd be setting a precedent if I did that, he said. And even though I agree that you have the maturity of, of an eighth grader, you are officially a seventh grader now, Claudia. Uh, you're more than welcome to attend the afternoon party for sixth and seventh graders, of course, he said. That last part gently, as if to soften the blow. My burn is on sixth and seventh graders. Because <laughs> their party's dumb. And <laughs> even Mr. Cambridge, dumb. like a 40-year-old like, guy, is uh, like, oh... <laughs> Uh, the eighth part, the eighth grade party is going to be so fucking wild, and the sixth and seventh grade party is going to be so dumb. Baby Nation, we have to leave, and we didn't dwell on this long enough. We have to leave. We have. I've to go. been Tanner Greenring. Claudia is in the seventh grade now, and she's wearing a bra. Oh, I think actually, if you go back to the seventh grade, I didn't wear a bra when I was in seventh grade. Did you? Not that I remember. So that's important. <sighs> Claudia's wearing a bra now. The way she talks. You think the boys never been invented? It's weird that you don't know our sign off. Tanner, <laughs> Claudia's back in the seventh grade. Everything has changed. We finally had change, right? And the way that they made change, finally, the way that they got out of it after a hundred fucking books, is they went back. 
backwards instead of forwards. It's fucking brilliant. Claudio is the only one who had the courage to do it. Anna's trying to keep these girls trapped in amber, trapped repeating the eighth grade over and over and over again. They'll never get into the ninth grade. They will never get into the ninth grade, and they will never grow up. That's what Anne wants. Claudia saw a way out. She saw a loophole. She went back. That is the bravest thing I've ever seen. It wasn't her choice. Don't, don't. Okay, well, who did it then? Ellen Miles? Maybe. Ellen Miles. I don't even think Anne, I don't think Ellen did it. I think Anne did it. Anne was afraid. Anne was losing control. Anne had these elements of chaos. Alan Gray, Abby, they were warping her world. They were introducing fire. They were introducing progress. They were introducing evolution. And now she just like, she was like, nope, bringing it in house. Bringing all the, the hens to roost. Now it's all back in my control. And we're in the darkest timeline. We're in the Anne timeline. We're in the Anne timeline now, Baby Nation. Looking forward next week to reading book three yep. of the darkest timeline. Yep. Baby Nation, thank you for bearing with us. Please. What do you mean? You just thank said, you. You said please. Now you're saying thank you. Thank you. I feel like it. I feel like what's happening is you feel compelled to say something, but you have nothing to say, and so you just say something instead of. Is that right? Did I nail it? Baby Nation, thank you. <laughs> Please. <laughs> thank you for bearing with us. Tanner, yes, thank, you. thank you. Tanner, thank you for being with me. You're welcome. Here, Jack, live. You're welcome. We're face to face. Face to face? Two feet apart. Reunited? I can see into your sweet baby blues. Oh, and are they not beautiful? <sighs> baby Nation, it's upsetting how beautiful they are. <laughs> I know it's true. Baby Nation, thank you for being here. Please, while you're thinking about it, take a moment right now in this very moment in time. Hanging on a moment. Hanging by a moment in time. Yeah. We're hanging on a moment here with you. Baby Nation, Tanner's going to sing you a little song. Mm. We've got a dispensation from the board of directors. Mm. For Tanner to sing you a song during this song, go and give us a rating and a review on iTunes. Tanner, take it away. I'm falling even more in love with you Letting go of all I've held on to I'm standing here until you make me move I'm hanging by a moment here with you That went real greasy at the end there, did you hear that? Forgetting all I'm lacking Completely incomplete Okay, that was very good, you nailed it I'll take your invitation. No, you did a good job. No, no, no. no. Okay, now stop. You and now stop. And now stop. Stop doing that. Thank you, Baby Nation, for your review. I'm hanging on for your five-star review. Tanner. Okay, we're done. Okay, all right. Well, he's just going to do it in the background. Baby Nation, thank you for listening. Tanner, thank you for being here. Baby Nation. This week, we read a book that was called Claudia Kishi, Middle School Dropout by Ellen fucking Miles. Miles, tails per hour. Smiles for miles. I'm swimming in a sweet no. sea of okay, miles. Okay, well, you really fucked What's that What's the up. thing? No, you did a bad job. Next week, we're going to- Swimming gonna... in piles of miles. No, it's too fucking late. <laughs> Next week, we're going to be reading a book called Marianne and the Little Princess. Oh, who could that be? Me? I think it's actually a princess. Oh. Maybe it's Princess Annabelle Matthew Spartan. (gasps) Fuck, she's going to meet Anne. It's the darkest timeline. She could be reborn. What's what's book three? The Truth About Sex. No, wait, this is book 102. Fuck, what a a conflict. What a nightmare. No, 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 but you're forgetting zero. Right. Yeah, so zero. Yeah. Chrissy's great idea. Right. One... Yeah. Claudia and the Phantom Phone Call. Two is... Marianne, the little princess. Marianne and the... What Marianne was number three called? I think Marianne it's truth about Stacey. Mm. Who can say? Who Next can say? week, Baby Nation. It might not be at a one-to-one. We're going to have to work this shit out. It's very complicated. Next week, we're going to be reading a little book called Marianne and the Little Princess. Until then, Claudia's wearing a bra now. The way she talks... You would think that boys had just been invented.
she's grabbing some beer cheese out of the fridge. <laughs> Just keep going. The best pun we could come up with. No, she's going. Jamie's going to an Oscar party. Yeah. Me. The best pun we could come up with for her beer. She really wanted to make beer cheese. Yeah. The best pun we could come up with was beer me by your cheese. No, call beer by your cheese. <laughs> call beer by your cheese. If anyone in Baby Nation has a better idea, just tweet at me. An Oscars pun. Jamie's headed to an Oscars party. An Oscars pun that incorporates one of the hit films or directors or actors. All right, I've got it. I've got it. Yeah. Beer, cheese, and a rock. What? Bad. <laughs> what did you say? He said beer, cheese, and a rock. It's not good. I don't think it's even nominated. It's not even nominated. <laughs> Call beer by your cheese. The beer is cheese. <laughs> What's that? The what darkest that? hour. What? The darkest hour. Oh. <laughs> the beer is cheese. That's our Oscar special. <laughs> From three weeks ago. Oh, I forgot. The shape. Do you want to? Do you want to? You want to be on mic? Should we set up a mic for you? <laughs> <laughs> beer me by your cheese. But beer me by your cheese. I don't have one. A dog? I have a dog. Do you want to be a mic? Should we set up another mic for you? <laughs> Can I text you in a bit? You, this is off mic. <laughs> Can I text you in a bit to see whether or not I'm coming? Yeah, totally. I'm just going to go make some new friends. Go meet a new husband. Mm. I'll marry I hope, you. I hope he's sexy. So you're a new husband. Oh, good. You bring your Ritz cheese. crackers? Beer call me by, by your cheese. cheese. Beer, beer me. Beer call, me by your cheese. It doesn't work. No, that's the point. We struggled all there, weekend there with this. Literally nothing that works. Beer me by your cheese. Beer cheese, Wow, that's a lot. Beer me by your cheese. Beer me by your cheese. I would have. I would have worked something out for you guys if you'd call beer by your cheese. Give me a little bit of notice. I could have done something. We struggled with this all weekend. You didn't try enough call to beer by your reach cheese. out. I could have done this for you. I don't believe. It's also called pub cheese. Pablo made cheese and mayo. Okay. Bye, Baby Nation. Good night. Goodbye, Jack. Tanner, beer me by your cheese. <laughs> We're going to cut all that. So. That was a headgum podcast.